We are continuing our studies in the book of 1 John, and this evening we are looking at verses 17 and 18. Verse 17 says, In this way, love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. Because in this world, we are like him. There is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We looked at God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. John continuing says, if you are living like this, in this way, <coughs> by this is love perfected. What does it mean when it says love is perfected? And uh, what is the end result of this perfection is what this verse is all about. If you notice in verse 17, he says, so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. So what John is saying is, if we are living in love with God, with one another, showing the love that God has for us, with the love that God has put into our hearts, showing it to others around us, then he says, you know, when the judgment day comes, we would know that things are well with us, that it is God who is living in us, and as a result, we would have confidence in the day of judgment. Remember, each one of us uh, meet up with the Lord on the day of judgment. The Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. So each one of us has to meet the Lord. Now, for that day of judgment, or are we fearful? This is what these two verses are speaking about. This verse speaks about another confidence. The next verse speaks about how we do not have to have fear. If we have fear, then there's a basic question about whether we really know the Lord. So John is saying that love that comes from God is what gives us confidence in the day of judgment. Okay, The love that comes from God is what gives us confidence. So. The criteria which gives us the confidence is if we see over a period of time there has been an increasing love for God and love for one another, then we know that God is at work in us. Then we know that we are not dependent upon ourselves for our salvation. It is because of what God has done in our lives that we are saved. So when you are looking forward to the judgment, we don't have to be fearful. We have to say, look here, with confidence, I can meet the Lord because it is not based on my righteousness. It is based on Christ's righteousness. The Lord is the one who is living in me. And as a result, this is how my life has been changed. So by this is speaking about a a vital relationship with God. So he's saying the confidence that we have to face the Lord in the judgment is if we are having a relationship with him today. If we don't have a relationship, if the Lord comes back suddenly, or if we die and go to me, be with the Lord and we stand before God's judgment seat, then there was no confidence. You know? But if we have that relationship, we can definitely have that confidence. This is what John is assuring the believers. Now, if you notice, In this letter, he's speaking primarily to the believers, giving them instructions about how they can be sure of their faith, of how they should be careful about false teachers who are coming up with different teachings, maybe, 
which would say, hey, you don't have the confidence. If you do this, 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 you will have confidence. No, what John is saying here, if you are having the relationship with Christ, if you are a believer, if Christ is the one who is living in you, then that life is going to be shown outside. And this is the confidence that we will definitely have. Now, when he's speaking about love is perfected in us, love is perfected in us, or love has become mature in us. The word that is used there for perfection speaks about has reached its goal. It is not that it has now been completed. When you speak about perfection, we are speaking, oftentimes we think about completing, you know. But here it speaks about fulfilling a particular goal. If you notice in James chapter 2 and verse 22, James writes and says, You see that faith was working with his works, and as a result of the works, faith was perfected, showed that he had genuine faith. Or the goal of faith for a changed life was seen by the actions that was brought about in his life. So that is what he is speaking about here. In 1 John 4, 17, he says, you know, if we have love for each other, God's love is put into action in our lives, you know, then it shows that the appointed goal for which Christ has come into our lives so that our lives would be changed has definitely been accomplished. And if we have this relationship, ongoing walk with God, love of Christ flowing through us each day, into practical deeds to serve others, then he says this is one basis for confidence in the day of judgment. If you notice in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 14 also, he said the similar thing. He said, we know that we are passed out from death into life because we love the brethren. We love the brethren. And in 1 John 4, 12, he also said, if we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected or has reached its goal in us. So the word that is used here for perfected means to accomplish or bring to an end or to the intended goal. It means that it has reached a maturity level. You know? So the question we must ask ourselves this evening is, have we reached that maturity level in which looking back into our lives from the time we have come to know the Lord to say, yes, Yes, there's growth in my life. Yes, there's maturity in my life. Yes, Christ is being seen in me. And if that is there, then we can have the confidence. If Christ is not seen in us over a long period of time, then there's no confidence. We are unsure about our faith. And we wonder what will happen at the judgment seat. But if God has been changing us, and with confidence, looking back, we can say, hey, this is what God has been doing. It is not of me. It is because of what God has done. Then we can have that confidence you know, when we meet the Lord face to face. <coughs> if you notice, when the rapture takes place, you know, the scripture gives us this assurance that approach the judgment seat, we can have this boldness, this boldness. Now, if you notice the same word that he uses is 1 John chapter 2 and verse 28. He says, now little children abide in him so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink away from him in shame at his coming. Christ has to come back anytime. Would we be ready? Would we have confidence? Or 
would we be in shame? That's the question that John is asking us this evening. If you are living in a right relationship with God constantly, there's no bitterness, there's no hatred, in a, there's a constant changing over of our relationship with others, in a, then God says we can definitely have confidence. Otherwise, we will say, Lord, if only I'd come a little later, then things could have been sorted out. No, no. God wants us to make sure that any point of time, if God has to call us home or he comes back, you know, then we have that confidence. Okay. Then moving on, he says we have this confidence because you know, as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. In other words, if our life is like him, okay, then we have the confidence. Now, you may say, hey, how can I be like him? Remember, that's the purpose for Christ coming into our lives, isn't it? Romans chapter 8, 28 tells us God works everything together for our good. But verse 29 tells us the reason or what is that good, so that we may be conformed to the image of his son. God works everything so that the end result is that we become more like him. That is the purpose. Don't take only verse 28. Look at verse 29 too, because both those verses are dovetailed together. So the Lord constantly assures us if he is working in our lives, then our lives have to be like him. Just as he is, we are in this world. It's not a question of, you know, we will be or we should be. The question is, this is God's expectation of us. He has changed our lives so that we would be his representatives in this world, showing to others what a Christ-like life is all about. So the question we must ask ourselves this evening is, am I at all like Jesus? Does my life display any resemblance to the love of Jesus in this world? Would others, especially those who live with me, say that they see the love of Christ in my daily behavior? Remember, love is a fruit of the Spirit, isn't it? If the tree is life, it has to bear fruit. So if there's no fruit, if our lives are not becoming like Christ, chances are, hey, there's no fruit, there's no life, and the tree has only to be. So when we study God's word, you know, it is not just so that we understand doctrine, but so that our lives would be changed. And when our lives are changed, then we have that confidence when we meet the Lord face to face. This is why in verse 18, now he speaks on there opposite side of it. If you notice, he's been doing this in a, right through the book of in a 1 John. He says a particular statement, then he also mentions it in the negative aspect so that we get the impact of that. He says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves punishment, and the one who fears is not perfected in love. So what he's saying is, if you really love someone, you know, then there's no question of being afraid of that individual. So if we fear the day of judgment, it is evident that we have not loved others as God intends us to love others, and we don't have the love of God in us as well. Confidence on the day of judgment you know, means that there's an absence of fear, isn't it? You know, 
You can't have both together. You can't have confidence as well as fear. Okay? And this casting out of fear is the work of love. Before we came to know the Lord, maybe we were fearful of the day of judgment. Maybe we were afraid. But once you have come to know the Lord, there's no fear about the day of judgment. Why? Because perfect love casts out fear. So love is victorious over fear. Now, what is this fear that he's speaking about? He's not speaking here about a godly reverential fear, but he's speaking about a fear that is of a, a slave who has done something wrong and the master is going to find out, or a criminal who fears you know, the punishment that he is going to get. Now, he's speaking here about you know, an individual who has confidence in God, knows that he can come before him with you know, full assurance that his sins have been forgiven, and as a result, he has allowed Christ to take charge of his life, and he's continuously, daily, seeing the process of his life becoming more like Christ. Okay, So the divine love that is produced in the heart of the person who is in a yielded to God removes all this fear. Now, if you notice in Luke's Gospel, chapter 12, verses 4 and 5, Jesus, speaking about the final judgment, said, I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that have no more that they can do. But I will warn you whom to fear, the one after he has killed has authority to cast you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. You know? He says, who should you fear? You know? Fear the one who is able to send you to hell. Okay? And if we have the love of God in our hearts, then we don't really have to have that fear that you're going to go to hell hell okay if you notice in romans 8 15 all again writes we have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again in other words we have been set free from sin a slave you know who is in bondage to sin is afraid of the punishment now we have been sa saved set free from the slavery so we don't have to fear again but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry abba father. That's the difference that God has brought into our lives. And that's what John is emphasizing here. If we have that relationship with God to call him Abba, Father, then we don't have to fear the judgment whatsoever, because Abba, Father is an intimate term of a relationship. Paul also writing in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and discipline. So as we grow in the love of God, then we find that any little, little fears that we have about the future, about the judgment, we find that those things are removed. Now, before we came to know Christ, you know, there was no fear of God before the eyes of the people because they say, I don't believe in God or they don't you know, trust in God. They don't think about the future. The unbelievers don't have any fear of God. But suddenly, when the Spirit of God begins to work in their lives, then they recognize the conviction of sin. Then there's the fear of the judgment. And then when they respond to God, then the love of God sets into their lives. So initially, <laughs> there is no fear. Then there is fear and love. And then as you continue to grow in your walk with God, 
then even that any little fear that you have, some people have fears, they say, would I lose my salvation? Would God send me and uh, punish me in hell for something? Those little, little fears that would be there would be removed as the love of God is filling your life. If you notice, you know, John Newton in his uh, in well-known hymn, Amazing Grace says, it was grace that caused my heart to fear. It was grace, it was God's grace that put godly fear into my life. And it was grace my fears relieved. It is God who puts the fear about the judgment into our hearts. And as we yield ourselves to him, God's love takes over so that perfect love casts out fear. So John is saying here is as God's love grows in our life, it casts out the fear of judgment that existed before us. <coughs> and as we mature in our love for God, we find that we don't have to any fear anything about our father, <coughs> that he is a, a loving father, everything <coughs> in control. Remember, we trust those whom we love, isn't it? And faith and love gives us victory over fear. Now, maybe initially you may have had fears about God, but I hope and pray that you will have confidence each day as you walk with God, that there's confidence about the future, that you're not scared about the future, you're not scared about death, you're not scared about the judgment, because you know that God is the one who is working in your life and you're having an ongoing vital relationship with him. So that's the question that John is asking us this evening. Do you have confidence? about the day of judgment, or are you living in fear? Let's bow our heads in prayer together.